Hello and welcome to the RPG Academy's Show and Tell. This is Tom, and as you know, Show and Tell is the show where we bring on a cool guest to talk about something cool that they're working on. And today's cool guest is none other than Federico Sons. And the cool thing that we're going to be talking about is Xanadu, the first expansion for the Nibiru role-playing game. So, uh, welcome, Federico. Who are you in this world of role-playing games? Well, I'm 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 just like an Argentinian games designer. Um, I've um, basically lived in London for about like five years. Uh, prior to now, I'm now in like Japan. Um, and during those five years, I basically been developing and, and released uh, a game called Nibiru, uh, just like this expansion is for. Um, and also worked uh, with Medifius Entertainment, uh, like British publisher. Uh, people should know them probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's 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 basically me uh, in terms of like game design. Mm-hmm. And so you are not just a game designer; you are also an amazing artist. Since <laughs> Nibiru came out, I feel like correct me if I'm wrong, but you've gotten a this may just be me, but you've gotten really good at art in the last like few years, <laughs> or at least you've just been posting all your yeah. good stuff now. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Have you been working on this? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've been working on this. Like the last two to three years, uh, I basically started like uh, doing digital paint um, and been basically learning. Uh, so like on- only now I'm sort of like comfortable with my level where I'm like, okay, I could put my stuff into like a role-playing game rule book sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that, that's the thing I'm doing now. <laughs> yes, you are an artist. So, and if you don't even care about Nibiru, you should at least go follow F Zones on Twitter just so you can see, uh, Fed's art because it's amazing. Uh, so are you going to, so I may be jumping ahead a little bit, but is some of your art going to be appearing in Xanadu? Yes. Okay. Uh, that, that's the idea. Like, uh, actually, there, there is like a very dumb uh, piece um, that I did for the, for the Nibiru core book. Uh, I won't, I won't say which one is it. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the plan is to have a bit of, of, of mine. Uh, granted, like the, the art, like, like most of it is uh, from the the art team. Uh, like they they have like a, a, a very particular style, uh, which is something that I'm still very far away from getting. But generally, like I, I try to compensate a lot of stuff with just like overly like detailing. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean for for one or two piece, pieces, it doesn't hurt to contribute. I think yes, absolutely. And we'll talk about the art in this game because. I think it's a continuation of Nibiru, but the art is looking stellar so far. So mm-hmm. I guess before we really t- start talking about Xanadu, uh, you were on the show a long time ago when Nibiru first came mm-hmm. out. But w- can you? What is the elevator pitch for Nibiru then? Okay, Nibiru is basically a science fiction game of lost memories. Um, players basically take on the role of amnesiacs uh, who wake up in this massive space station, which is home to millions of people. And they start to go on a journey to sort of like discover what the world, uh, what this new world is and to recover the memories of their past. 
Um, the idea is that uh, the game is very simple mechanically and it's designed to uh, prompt you to do some sort of like collaborative uh, sort of like writing exercise where um, you slowly develop like and, and write these little like snippets of your character's background which at the same time uh, start to mold your character mechanically and, and telling you basically what they're good at, what they're bad at, and, and, and that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's, that's basically the pitch. Yeah, if you're someone who really likes like journaling or writing a lot in your games, taking story notes and developing your own story, Nibiru will be right up your alley. It has a whole, mm-hmm. even like journal isn't even a term in the game, correct? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Nice. So the so I mean I'm not gonna I don't think I've buried the lead uh, and I talk about it on social media all the time, but I I love this game. So uh, one of the things that I do want to ask you then specifically as the designer is what sort of feeling is Nibiru supposed to evoke at the table? Because there's a lot of different types of science fiction. So what would you say like the type of story and the feeling that you're getting from Nibiru? Uh, I think it should be like uh, some sort of feeling of wonder, because uh, the, the the point of Nibiru is is to um, kind of put you in like a very different sort of like environment uh, as you would that like you would have on Earth, um, and uh, sort of taking a look at different aspects of life um, that. Normally, some games maybe don't dedicate uh, a, a lot of time to, and and I wanted to, like for example, okay, if, if you're like living in this space station, um, what is like your concept of nature? How does that change? And and basically, how does measuring time and and uh, a, a lot of like little bits of like how the the world is presented um, kind of take like a like a first. Uh, um, sort of like place in, in in terms of like the book um, it's uh, I think that's it, like the, the the most work that has gone into the book is like the whole world building aspect of it um, and that's basically made to like evoke wonder and try to uh, also get you thinking because like uh, it, not everything is explained if everything was explained like uh, you would never finish like reading the book I would never finish like writing it so the idea is like to uh, give you some sort of like the, the mood of it and for you to like fill in the gaps uh, here and there uh, so yeah that's that's basically the, the idea it's one of the most frustrating parts of this game is that the world is so you have done so much world building but the piece that you have left pieces out of lore that I want to know and I've asked you about them on discord before and you're like that's just for you to discover at your table and I'm like no I need this piece of lore right now tell me what the angel corridors are like but you won't do it so but it's one of the great things about the game and I like that you are you you I feel like I'm exploring and discovering at the table because you called it a space station mm-hmm. But the word that you throw around a lot is the skyless world, because this is not just a mm-hmm. regular space station, is it? Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think that's 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 one of the st- things that you could like 
if if you just call it like a space station, you could like lose it in translation because again, like uh, our perspective, of what a space station is, is based of like us like being on Earth and knowing that there's like. Uh, the universe out there and that you could like have like a space station up there but like for the people living inside um uh it, it is their entire universe it is their entire sort of like uh you know world uh that's in there so um the the sort of like ideas that that would like prompt you and 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 the sort of like uh vision of the cosmos that that would like entail that's that that's essentially the 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 stuff that I want to foster at the table uh, in terms of like the the world that you create within. So yeah, yeah, it's the whenever you think I think space station, you always think of like this key point where the space station was created by the human race and launched into space to discover something new or to to get away from the world that was being destroyed. But with Nibiru, it's much more of a it's a strange concept. You you talk about there a creation myth but it's very is that something that are we going to get more of the creation myth yes, in xanadu yes, definitely. at all uh, this is tom just this is tom yeah yeah definitely asking. because like i mean antambra which is like the 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 part of the setting that the the game the, um, the expansion book is based on is basically the the cradle of humanity uh in uh, in a way uh so a lot about like the origin of humanity in the station kind of uh, trots along with, with with that concept so yeah uh hopefully we should <laughs> yeah it's cool it's cool you talk about the origin of humanity because you do draw and i think you've you i think you've said this like this is a key point is that there a lot of the inspiration is from ancient mesopotamia mm-hmm. yeah is that correct yeah a, a, a bit is is from it like uh, the um, a lot has to do with just like the aesthetic um and uh, it's kind of there to like make free associations between like the dawn of humanity in 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 like uh earth and and uh what happened in uh, uh in in nibiru um but yeah it's it's sort of like in in, in the core book you kind of like get some sort of like very little look uh sh- short like snippet of like different ideas of how humanity uh, originated. But in Xanadu, that's kind of like explored more because it's um, a, a lot of like the conflicts that that happen in Tumbra um, sort of have to do with that, with like interpretations of the past um, and, and the way different interpretations clash. So, yeah. Okay, then. So at a high level, then we've what could you give us like a high level overview of what is Xanadu, the expansion okay. all about uh, So Xanadu is basically an expansion about uh, Antumbra, uh, in, in part, which is basically the, the part of the station that is closest to the core. It's the part of the station that has always kind of like thrived in terms of like uh, life and biomes and where humanity has pretty much lived throughout its entire history. Um and uh, it's uh, a book that is basically trying to delve deeper in some of the key themes of of, uh, of the core book. Um, the themes being like memory and identity and um, nature and artificiality, those sort of like uh, thematic axes. Um, so when it comes to memory and identity, um, which uh, are kind of like, 
done in this like very personal level because you the 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 player are writing the memories of this particular character and learning about the character themselves in Xanadu I wanted to take a look at memory from like a collective point of view um not just from like the collective of vagabonds of the of the people the uh the, the characters represent like the 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 group of amnesiacs let's say uh but also uh in terms of the societies of Antumbra because the societies in Antumbra are very old and they all have like this uh baggage and like history that kind of influences the way people think uh, in present day and and kind of fuels the uh their um different sort of like stances in terms of like politics and society and conflict um and the same goes for some of the organizations that like the the vagabonds uh face against like enki's covenant etc like the the theme of memory um as a collective as within an institution um and within like nations is very heavily utilized in 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 sanadu so you you creating memories is one of the it will individual memories every time i've played that's seeing some of the really like the players themselves get like they start to feel mm-hmm. really personal and connected to their characters then because they're creating these memories and their skills as they go but you have in xanadu you have this the group memory yeah. mechanic mm-hmm. how does that how would that work how's that working at the table then so that's basically um, you have to think of like the vagabonds as this collective uh, that has actually been like sort of like um, uh, referred to like in 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 a sort of like shady sort of like um, uh, kind of like vague way, let's say, uh, in the core book as the whisperers. Uh, in 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 the story of like Nibiru, there's this time where like the the whispers come into like history and they sort of like um do like wondrous stuff and eventually they're they're persecuted and they're uh, basically just chased off into the shadows of the world and then vagabonds are this thing so there's kind of like a history of how vagabonds were perceived uh, in in the world um and the idea with the collective memory system is that um uh, players will sort of like trace back that history and uh, slowly shaped the identity of their group. So this is not um, vagabonds are like this or vagabonds are like that. Uh, It's more like uh, the world perceives them to be like this or the world feels like vagabonds and whispers have these sort of like ideas um, uh, tied to them. So for example, you you as a group can write a memory um, of something that like a like an important moment in 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 your group sort of like story um uh, but instead of being like the um, the sort of like uh, effects that you have on normal memories that's like plus one to fighting or plus one to jumping or whatever uh the effects are always going to be like um because of this memory um people think that it's good luck to um give refuge to vagabonds or stuff like that uh or people think that uh you know if you uh do not pay your debt to a vagabond like bad things will 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 fall onto you so it's it's always about like growing the mythology of the of the group uh, of of vagabonds as a whole 
Um, and uh, the, there's there's a bit of like what I generally read uh, on anthropology that goes into that, and uh, and that's sort of like the idea of the collective memory system. So when when we've played and we've when we've played it at the table, each of the the characters, the vagabonds in our games, they drew upon memories of the habitats mm -hmm. that they came from. So in the habitats are. Uh, and I, this is this is going to be a long-winded question to get to my point. All right, so to me, the habitats were these these like outside bubble things that you really don't understand a whole lot. And mm -hmm. then there was Nibiru, and that was the real what we were considering like the real tangible world. Mm -hmm. So, do these group memories are they coming from the habitats or are they coming from the Nibiru, the 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 space station? These are from Nibiru. Uh, essentially, okay, uh, because they're they're basically about the the vagabond's history in the station. Um, it's a it's a system that it doesn't like trigger immediately. Uh, like at the beginning, um, like vagabonds will will maybe like be getting used to the world and 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 your players too. Like the, they'll slowly be learning about uh, the world, etc. And uh, as they build these like collective memory points, uh, let's say that like sort of like build slowly, uh, they'll be able to discover stuff about the vagabonds and their past and their mythology about the group, etc. It's kind of like built to uh, sort of like um, longer stories, sort of like uh, it's maybe not something that you would have pop up that much in like a one shot, maybe. Uh, but yeah, that's, okay. that's basically the idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if Xanadu is dealing with um, Antumbra, can you then, so for anybody who doesn't really know Nibiru then, it's not, this This is one part of the space station. You also have these two other zones called Penumbra and my personal favorite, Umbra. So how, what, how can you explain then, uh, what is the difference then between um, Antumbra and then Penumbra and then Umbra? Yeah, sure. Uh, so basically, uh, Nibiru as a space station uh, creates gravity uh, through spin, uh, basically like centrifugal force, um, which means that uh, closer to the core of the station in Antambra, uh, your the artificial gravity that's generated is much lighter than uh, basically artificial gravity outside or, or further away from the core. So in Antumbra, you have like a, like 80% of like the gravity of Earth. So everything is sort of like lighter. Uh, people's metabolisms change, like they're a bit taller. Um, and uh, the, the rhythm of life changes a bit, etc. Uh, but as you go further outside of that, um, artificial gravity starts to become something that's Kind of like overbearing and 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 start to like weigh down on you literally um and uh, you have different regions so you have penumbra then um that uh has like this like sort of like stronger artificial gravity about like 1.3 1 1.5 1 uh of, of that of earth um and also like um it happens that like electricity uh is not like something that's everywhere that's like super readily available as as like in Antumbra. So people have like a hard time um 
like getting the resources that they need to to live etc so it it's more of like this wild west uh, sort of like region and then you go further on and and umbra is basically the place where the, the station stops working uh, in 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 a big way like um the the little there is there of like human civilization really has to contend with um the lack of resources the lack of light uh and uh, and also struggle with uh, a very heavy sort of like artificial gravity that takes on a completely like sort of like mythological level they they call it kabadu and they think it's like a, a punishment from the world and it's uh uh it's 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 very evocative it's it's kind of like the place where uh, uh where mystery can be found because because there's it, it's it's also the place that's closer to the the outer walls of the station let's say so yeah yeah, it's it's funny. The way I was describing it to somebody, and I was saying that at Antrambra was the that's the place where where I could run like this longer form campaign. Mm-hmm. And Umbra is like I can do these amazing, really evocative and weird one shots. And as a as a game master, Umbra is just so much fun to play in because I can get really weird with it and mm-hmm. change the environment. I use really cool descriptive words. I don't have to worry about secret societies and whatnot. But <laughs> no, no. So uh, in in Xanadu, then do these two other regions do they do they come into play at all? Yes. Uh particularly penumbra because of how close like the relationship between penumbra and and penumbra are there's a lot of stuff that basically goes into the book um whether it be like automatons and and creatures that like are are new um uh that like also exist in penumbra and there's a lot of details about like the relationship between those regions that like really uh, uh factor in so of course there's like going to be uh uh, interplay and information about the the other regions as well, or or that applies to those regions. So, so you mentioned it. Uh, this is a space station that has uh, automatons, but then it also has flora and fauna. So <laughs> the uh, was there like in this new Xanadu uh, uh, expansion? Did you have a favorite? Can you tell us about like what was your favorite flora, fauna, or automaton you got to work on? I think my favorite automaton uh, I had to work with uh, is the Alter AI. Um, it's basically like a it's it's basically a walking chapel um, from like a particular faith uh, of Nibiru, the Pilgrims of the Core. Um, it's kind of like a walking chapel that basically walks because it's supposed to accompany a pilgrimage, um, and it has this like really nice thing where like. Um, uh, if you go there and, and, and basically like you, you can go there and, and sort of like speak your mind out and, and talk about like how you feel about the journey and, and about your life. Cause like the pilgrimage is kind of like this big sort of like final journey for a lot of people, uh, that basically ends, ends their life at the end of the journey, but it's kind of like this very like big religious event, um, and kind of like writing about that and, and also writing about how the people that fund these uh, sort of like alter AIs have like ulterior motives with the uh, with the information, the records that are stored inside. And I think that was very fun. Um, and in terms of like the um, 
uh, what's it called? The uh, the creatures. Probably the the wind siren. Uh, it's. Oh, that it's, sounds cool. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of like I I wanted like a creature that uh, lived in sort of like the vents and lived adjacent to like the the Taurus, which is this like massive airway uh, in Nibiru that basically distributes oxygen and, and air across the station, and it's sort of like. Uh, the wind siren has is this thing that sort of like uses like pheromones and like a, a sort of like um, uh, weird sort of biological process to like lure people into the vents um, uh, in, in the world. Terrifying. Yeah, uh, and there's also this weird interplay between their their sort of like uh, singing, uh, let's say. And a part of the of the uh, what's it called of the lore of Nibiru that popped up in the in the core book, which uh, has to do with the with the singing that can be heard if you go to the Taurus, the the sort of like strange uh, sounds that that happen in the Taurus and that people associate with certain regions of the station, and the possibility that maybe it's just siren singing uh, instead of like weird ideas about how the world talks and uh, etc. They kind of remind me of the 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 mermaid creatures that were in the the core book. I don't know. Yeah. That's just kind of what I'm getting because the <laughs> art is just if the mermaids is like just like luring these people down. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. so with uh, with Xanadu, then you're going back to you're going back to Kickstarter. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the so what is the what's the what's the What's the goal? What's the goal here? Not like monetary goal, but what are you trying to do with the Kickstarter? Then are you going to be also reprinting Nibiru, or is this just for Xanadu? Yeah, I mean, ideally, yes. Uh, I'm already reprinting the uh, the screen uh, now, and hopefully, if, if everything goes well, like that, there should be a reprint of the of the core book. Um, it, it is like the idea is to basically give uh, some second wind to the game, as well as to 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 print the the new book. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, so somebody could go if they they don't have uh, the if they don't have the Nibiru core book, they could potentially go onto the Kickstarter then and get the core book too. Then yeah, it's 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 also like the ideal time because uh, it's it's a bit discounted. Uh, it's kind of like the the same sort of like discounted uh, price from the from the original Kickstarter. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. I, the the Nibiru book is just it's it's so it's so awesome the the, the just because the art is just great the layout is great you've got some really evocative it's one of the role playing games that I tell people there's there's games that I I really just like to read like they're they're fun to play but there's also games that I'm like oh this is like a good re- read like I always point to a lot of the like Free Leagues Forbidden Lands. Uh, mm-hmm. and that, that's one of the books where I just, I'm like, I just enjoy reading it. And Nibiru is one of those books too uh, that I was just like, oh, this is just, it's just cool to read. It's got a cool world building. <laughs> so definitely check that out. But so how big is the Xanadu book going to be? Um, I'm aiming at about like 120 pages. Um, okay. uh, it's, it's still hard to tell because like there's stretch goals and the stretch goals until like, more content of course um so that could change uh but that's more or less the the number that i'm that i'm aiming to okay i mean and that's a good that's a good number it's a it's an mm-hmm. it's a expansion book it's a yeah it's not meant to be another another 
two to three hundred page <laughs> core book. You, you piece you piece this stuff out to us in such mm-hmm. a. I was oh that was the other thing I wanted to ask you about. So, Nibiru didn't come out too long ago. How long ago? Well, maybe time has just gone like really slow or something. But how how long ago did Nibiru come out? Uh, Nibiru came out two years ago. Uh, yeah, almost exactly two years ago. Okay, and then I remember that because after it came out, like immediately after the Kickstarter ended, I remember asking you, I was like, hey, Fed, when are we going to get an expansion? And you were like, I think I want to start working on some other stuff right now. And I was like, oh, cool, way to like, you know, go pursue some other art forms and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, here's Xanadu. And I was like, (laughs) what? So how did this, how did Xanadu come about to be? I mean... Uh, it's, it's kind of like a, a twofold thing. It's, um, like on the one hand, I kind of needed money. <laughs> okay. No, that's, uh, like, hey, this, that this is, is a fair and honest statement. Yeah. This is my profession. So yeah, uh, at, at some point I got to keep on living. And, and that's the other thing, like, um, the, so like never the core book was me just like getting out. So it was like a huge sacrifice. Uh, I didn't really uh, had profit from from the book, uh, given how much of an investment it was. Um, and uh, sort of like with Sanadu, okay, now I have like this like easygoing rhythm where I know how much to spend on art and how to do edits and and how to keep everything manageable. So that's uh, one of the reasons. And the other reason is that I think um, there's there's bits of like the the setting that I really wanted to delve into, um, and I really wanted like to do a source book in the way that I always wanted to see source books source books done, like uh, that basically add to the entire sort of like uh, gamut of uh, of content that Nibiru has, like bringing a new habitat, uh, bringing new fauna and flora, bringing a new set of mechanics that tackle a specific theme, as well as expanding on uh, some things that I think um, I would have liked to have seen more in the core book, like Enki's Covenant, for example. Um, and and so like with stretch goals, uh, having a chance to maybe like take an aim at like, I don't know, things that like people kept, kept coming back to me and asking about what's up with like Europa and and, and Nineveh and, and stuff like that and uh, uh, and yeah that's that's basically what I wanted to do with it. But no angel corridors. No angel corridors. That's that's too far away. <laughs> that's that's the that's the Umbra source book that we're gonna get in like what another two years. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, no, uh, definitely, folks, you need to check out Nibiru. Uh, and I, I feel like I keep saying this, but it is one of the games that I pushed so hard on our Discord because I, it was, it was, Nibiru was one of the first games. I, it's so funny because I have not been into role playing games for an incredibly long time. All right. So I got in when D and, and this is a Tom sidetrack and hard. So I got into role playing games when D and D fifth edition came out. All right. Because my comic book store sold me one of those starter set boxes. All right. Cause I thought I would like it. Okay. So, and I did, I enjoyed it, but then I was like, are there other games? Like what is like, and then Facebook ads. All right. So I kept on getting a Facebook ad for this thing called Nibiru. 
And then finally, I was like, this is really cool art. I don't ever click on Facebook ads. And so it's just so random that then this, this <laughs> one Facebook ad has like, no joke, has become like one of my favorite games. So it's just, so like, I, I say this genuinely fed is like this is like i love this game so i want other people to play this game so hopefully people will go check it out xanadu sounds like a great jumping on point because i think the entumbra spot is a it's a i think it's an easier neighborhood's got a lot of weird stuff and i think that mm-hmm. this zone is a little bit easier to grasp uh, yeah. than some of the weirder stuff so i think this is a great jumping on point and i mm-hmm. hopefully a lot of people go check it out so Definitely. Mm-hmm. So I guess before we get finishing up, then, is there anything you want to let else you want to let us know about the Kickstarter things that you think we need to know? Um, yeah, I think that like with regards to like the game, um, I think one thing that that happened to me, at least when like going back and looking at uh, Antambra, Penumbra and Umbra in the in the in the in the core book was that maybe Penumbra and Umbra had more of like a, a more defined idea of of, of gameplay um, where like, I, th- I think people were very captivated by the, those two regions, um, especially with, Anta- with, with Umbra. Uh, and then Tumbra maybe uh, because it's like a, a more familiar uh, setting, let's say, uh, it became more of like, okay, yeah, it's the city and there's social stuff happening. I really want to like m- made with like Sanadu and Tumbra a super like enticing place to to play with because there's like a there's a really interesting I think uh, thing that you can do once you zoom into these places, um, which has to do with um, sort of like the uh, a, a few sort of like paradoxes of like how a society like the Antumbran society which appears very like. Uh, egalitarian on the surface like there, there's there's no money like uh, everything is very well organized in a way where everyone is getting like their the everything they need to live and they're technically like living happy lives but how the very sort of like isolationist nature of um, of each of these sort of like bubbled up city states uh, kind of like rears its ugly head when it comes to the vagabonds, which are outsiders, and and the sort of way like the the whole like uh, setting turns against them uh, because of that perception. And I think that's something that's going to be really uh, fun to like play with because of how the uh, book is is built. Uh, like the the first like big chapter. It's kind of like an exploration of what happens from vagabonds like planning to journey into Entombra, the the whole uh, journey and what happens when they get there and how they build this stuff. So it's kind of like made to accompany you in sort of like a campaign or like a longer story in Entombra, uh, which I think it's it's going to be very revealing. Yeah, that's cool. I do really like the idea of the vagabonds, how there's different societies that kind of like thumb their nose at them. And there's even like a society, I can't remember which one it is. Uh, isn't there like a group that like tries to hunt the vagabonds down to like study them? Or am I like just come like completely yeah. making that up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Enki's Covenant, that's that's basically the uh, uh, that's the, the one that you go into then on this, right? Yeah, yeah. 
uh, and and okay. and it's a it's it's a really interesting sort of like organization, uh, and I think and and it's it's again it's very related to like the whole uh, theme of like memory and and the information that there's sort of like big there's there there's sort of like big uh, information traffic uh, people uh, they're basically using like them uh, it's it's it's, it's kind of interesting because like. Um, each city state like controls their laws and 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 the and the whole like process of uh, litigation stuff like that uh, w- within uh, within each city state but then between city states and in the aftermath of like big conflicts that happen in Tumbra uh, this is sort of like the organization that um, passes judgment um, and a lot of this judgment is based on witnessings and records that they need access to. So getting like uh, the memories from Vagabonds sort of like helps them cement that power, uh, build sort of like a big collection of memories that they can tap into to decide who's right and who's wrong in like this big sort of like um uh, conflicts for land and 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 for this or that thing or whatever and it's pretty interesting I think it's gonna be fun it is it's gonna be a lot of fun so I know we I know we jumped around a whole lot but that is okay so folks we are going to have this this is going to be go up during the Kickstarter for Xanadu and if you're listening to this and it is many years in the future go uh, Google Nibiru and see what it's all about because it's awesome and then I'm not even gonna go into how great the dice are for this. So <laughs> definitely go look at the Kickstarter just for the dice. Uh, and Fed, let us know then where can we where can we follow you on social media? Then? Uh, so the best place is in Twitter, uh, the the Oracana, um account, which is A R A U K A N A one. Um, and, uh, Facebook too. If you look up like Nibiru RPG, you'll, you'll find uh, our, our Facebook page. Uh, and there's oracana.com, which is our website. So, yeah. Yes. And we will include all that stuff in the show notes. Uh, so hopefully as many people as possible can go, uh, check this game out. Cause it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So fed, thank you so much for, uh, joining me tonight. It's been, or or morning for you it's it's weird you know how the world is different time zones so but anyway uh this has been this has been tom with the rpg academy and don't forget folks if you're having fun you're doing it right all right thanks thanks for listening to the rpg academy podcast we do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors welcoming more people into this community All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, 
You'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.